Hey you guys, what's going on? It has been a while, but your girl is back, Deb, for episode 12 of Table Talk Tuesday. I know I've missed you guys, but I have been working and just making sure that when I do put out an episode, that is an episode that's coming from my heart. So this one, this episode, this today... Table Talk Tuesday, oh, it is going to blow your mind because this episode has been in my heart for the past few weeks, actually. And in this episode, it's called When Your Circumstances Push You Into Your Destiny. All right, and I had to write this episode out, you guys, so bear with me. I want to get through all of it, but I mainly want you to be blessed by this particular episode. Alright, so let's get right into it. Circumstances, hurt, pain, problems, and the like are not comfortable positions at all. But what if I told you that sometimes it is the very thing that we do not want in our lives that will help us to reach our destiny? So what if I told you that the things that you didn't want to happen, that did happen, is helping you to reach your destiny. That job that you thought that was the dream job, that marriage you stayed in for so long that just wasn't working, that friend who betrayed your trust, all of these situations or circumstances amount to a greater purpose. And I believe that. Do you believe that? Today, I want to help someone see that finding yourself and who God has created you to be is far greater than your circumstances, and it just might lead you to the divine purpose. All right, I hope you hear me, whoever I'm talking to out there today. It just might lead you to your divine purpose, your circumstances. The objective is to stay in it. I want you to see Two people, well, not two, three, three stories, including mine, in hopes that you will find that you will find that it's worth fighting for, that what you, you have more in you to fight than you think, more of the fight in you than you really think, all right? So I want to begin with, I always want to bring a spiritual aspect to this because we are spiritual and um, we have a spirit man and it was created to help us in this life to understand the things that we cannot see uh, with our natural eye. So basically, God has a plan and I want to be able to shed light on that plan as I tell you and talk to you today about these three stories. Alright, so the first one I want to start off with is, um, the first story is Leah, the the daughter of Laban. And I had the honor and opportunity to talk about this story at a conference uh, that I actually was a speaker at in September. Alright, the Covenant, Daughters of the Covenant Conference. Alright, with... Prophetess Hawkins, Daphne Hawkins, and I got a chance to talk about this story. So I want to shed light on Leah's um, story. So Leah is the daughter of Laban, and she's the sister of Rachel. Oh, how she longed for her husband, Jacob, to love her, but he had no interest in her the way he had interest for Rachel. So Jacob was not supposed to uh, marry Leah, 
but was tricked into marrying her because Leah was the firstborn. And as you know, it was custom in that day that the firstborn would marry first. Now, you would think Jacob was smart enough to remember that, to know that it is custom that the firstborn be married first. Uh, he is a twin, but still, his brother was the firstborn. Well, anyway, let me just cut to the chase. So anyway, God began to see that Leah was unloved by Jacob. And you can find this in Genesis 29:31. Because of this, God opened Leah's womb and she began to birth sons for Jacob. And so you know, as a woman, to be able to birth a child for someone who is not loving you, you think that, oh, this will make him love me if I have children. So I don't know, you know, if you've ever thought that way, that maybe if you did this, maybe if you did that, then the person would love you or they would like you if you did this or if you did that. But it seemed that Leah thought that same thing. She thought that same way that, oh, jackpot, I hit the jackpot. If I just had these sons, have children for him, then he'll love me. So Leah gave him children. That's what she thought, that he'll love her. But that wasn't the case. So after Leah birthed three three sons for Jacob, by the time Leah birthed the fourth son, which was Judah, she realized God loved her. God loved her more than Jacob. And that's something really huge to say is that Leah birthed three sons for Jacob and Jacob still did not love her like she thought that he would love her. But when she got to the fourth son, which was Judah, she named him praise because she realized that because of her circumstances was pushing her into her destiny, that Judah would was that son that allowed her to see that, wait a minute. God loves me more than this man loves me. And she was no longer worried about pleasing Jacob because she realized how great her destiny was. And regardless of Jacob's love, and hear this, you guys, regardless of Jacob's love, her destiny, no, regardless of, of anyone loving you, especially regardless of Jacob's love, uh, Leah realized that it was her destiny that was more important and God's love was more important. So you got to hear this. No matter who or what does not love you or want you, God's love is so much greater. All right, so I want to go to story two, which is Joseph. All right, so Joseph, of course, was Jacob's son uh, by Rachel. So and this is in Genesis thirty twenty five. And all in all, Jacob had 13 sons and one daughter. That's a lot of children. All right. He had 13 sons and one daughter. Uh, and then the 12, but only the 12 was named the tribe of Israel, was to make up the tribe of Israel. All right. But anyway, Joseph was a dreamer, right? So Joseph was one of Jacob's sons by Rachel. Rachel had another son named Benjamin. He was the youngest. All right. And so Joseph was a dreamer. He could interpret dreams. And Joseph 
uh, was loved by his father because Jacob felt that he was blessed with Joseph in his old age, right? So Jacob loved Joseph more. And you see the pattern with Jacob? Jacob is so favoritist. He loved Rachel more than he loved Leah, you know? And, and Jacob didn't get this from... He didn't get this from out the sky. This just didn't just didn't happen to him. Uh, Rebecca, his mom, she favored Jacob more than she favored Esau. So sometimes the <laughs> generational curses they follow, and we don't know why we do what we do or say what we say. But it has to do with you know our lineage, our, where we come from sometimes. But anyway, so. Jacob loved Joseph more than uh, his brothers because he had Jacob at his, I mean, he had uh, Joseph at his um, old age. But I'm sure that Joseph's brothers felt that. They they felt that he, that Jacob loved Joseph more than them. All right, so they began to tease him and make fun of him. And this is in Genesis 37, 4. And so it says that, um, the brothers hated jo Joseph because of his father's partiality. Uh, so they, one day, Joseph had a dream about them, and he quickly told his brothers about it. And so I'm going to read to you what, jo what Joseph said in his dream, uh, what his dream was about in 37.4. And he said, um, Joseph said, so he had two dreams. One dream was that he was in a field. He was in a field uh, of bundles of grain, but the bundles stood up, and then the bundles, uh, then the bundles that the brothers had, had bowed down. And he told his brothers about this, and his brothers just thought, oh, "Really, you really think your scrawny little behind is going to be king over us? We're gonna bow down to you?" So they didn't believe him. So then Joseph had another dream in 37, Genesis 37, 9. And it said, then Joseph had another dream and told his brothers about it. Listen to this dream. He said, the sun, moon, and 11 stars bowed low before me. This time he told his father as well as his brothers. And his father had rebuked him. So Jacob had rebuked him like, what are you talking about, boy? Ain't nobody going to bow. So you mean tell me your mother, your brothers. And, and me, we're going to actually bow down to you. But for a while, his brothers, but for a while, his brothers thought that he, his brothers thought that he was, he, his brothers thought that he was, um, I'm sorry guys, my son came in on it, but his brothers thought that he was just making this up. So he told him the second dream, and his brothers was very upset about that. So soon after, his brothers wanted to basically kill him, right? So they wanted to kill uh, Jacob. I mean, they wanted to kill Joseph. And his oldest brother said, let's not do that. Instead, let's sell Joseph or trade him into slavery and lie to Jacob about Joseph's whereabouts. So long story short, because this is a long story, but long story short, the dream Joseph had came to pass because Joseph was uh, the prime minister of uh, Egypt. He was under Potiphar and 
ultimately under Pharaoh. But uh, it says that he continued to... So if you continue to read Joseph's story, you'll see eventually he saved his family from the time of famine that was in the land, that was going to be in the land for seven years. Um, they all eventually did bow down to Joseph as he said they would, including Jacob. And so I want to read to you the point where Joseph revealed himself to his brothers and he said, God did it. God let me hear. This is very powerful. So I want to read that to you in Genesis 45, um, 45, 5. It says, well, I'm going to read it to you. It says, Joseph could not stand it no longer. So basically Joseph had hid his identity to his um, brothers. Um, they came to him because they needed food. And Jacob had sent them to speak with the, the person that was in charge of the grain, which was Joseph. He was in charge of the grain. And so by this time, Joseph is older now. Uh, Jacob never found out what really happened to Joseph. He thought that Joseph had got mauled by an animal. This was what was told to him by the brothers. But anyway... So he never got a chance to see Joseph again. But Joseph got older. He was a man. And now he was uh, in leadership. And he was a very huge factor in Egypt. All right. So he, he had a big, huge leadership role in Egypt. But anyway, so Joseph's identity was hidden from his brothers. And his brothers had to come and speak with him. But Joseph would not speak with them unless he brought his brother his younger brother Benjamin unless they brought Benjamin back to him and so Judah was the one that explained to Joseph if we brought Benjamin back our father would die because we never got a chance to bring back our brother whom our, our father loved which was Joseph and this is Judah speaking on behalf of his brothers That's not, that says something I just told you about Judah in Leah's story. But now Judah is explaining to Joseph, who he doesn't even know is his brother, what is going on and why Benjamin cannot leave Jacob at this point. Because Jacob would be heartbroken to the point of death if something happened to Benjamin. All right? Which again goes back to Rachel. But I just want to tie all this in. I want you to see all of this and see that the circumstances behind this family and this story is leading up to destiny and purpose and it's God's plan. So listen to this. So Jacob said so Joseph says he could not stand it no longer. He said, Out all of you. He cried out to his attendants. So he told all his servants to leave. He wanted to be alone with his brothers. When he told them who he was, then he broke down and wept out loud. So at this point he was hurting. He knew that those was his brothers and he could not hold it any longer, that he was the leader, he was in leadership, and these are the things that you've done to me, you really hurt me, but this was the great part about Joseph's story, and how his circumstances led to, the, to his divine purpose. He says, his brothers were speechless. Okay, hold on. It says, he wanted along with his brothers when he told them who he was. Then he broke down and wept out loud. His sobs could be heard throughout the palace, and the news was quickly carried to Pharaoh's palace. I am Joseph, he said to his brothers, 
Is my father still alive? But his brothers were speechless. They were stunned to realize that Joseph was standing there in front of them. Come over here, he said. So they came closer, and he said again, I am Joseph, your brother, whom you sold into Egypt. But don't be angry with yourselves that you did this to me, for God did it. He sent me here ahead of you to preserve your lives. Oh, my goodness. Like, can you just understand that? I'm going to read that again. He said, I am Joseph, your brother, whom you sold into Egypt. But don't be angry with yourselves that you did this to me, for God did it. He sent me here ahead of you to preserve your lives. These two years of famines will grow to seven, during which there will be neither plowing nor harvest. God has sent me here to keep you and your families alive so that you will become a great nation. Yes, it was God who sent me here, not you. And he, and he has made me a counselor to Pharaoh, manager of his household and ruler over all Egypt. See that? He said, it was God that sent me here, not you. You may have thought that you did something. You may have thought that you put me in a situation, but it was God that put me in a situation. At the end of the day, I'm giving glory and honor to him because if it was not for this situation, I wouldn't be here speaking to you right now and letting you know that there is going to be a famine and that I am here to help preserve your families. Yes, you did this to me. Yes, you sold me into slavery. Yes, you made me feel hurt. Yes, you did all these things and betrayed me as your own brother. But you know what? I love you this much that God is the one that really sent me here ahead of you. Man, this is awesome. So I didn't want to go to my story. That was so powerful, you guys. I felt that. It was so powerful. So lastly is my story. I'm a product of my God. My mother and my father loved each other, and they married, but something happened along the way. And I always felt set apart because before accepting Jesus as my Lord and Savior. But it was that time that I knew God had a plan, and, and come hell or high water, I wanted God's plan for my life, you guys, period. Since I was 15, I wanted God's plan for my life. Alright, so now, you know, I wanted to be married. I wanted to be married. Even at 19, I wanted to be married. But that was not the timing of God. So God has a God has a timing. As we see in Joseph's story, as we see in Leah's story, God has a timing for everything. And that wasn't my time to be married. But I prayed and I always try to be specific when I pray. So when it came down to marriage... I had to be specific with the Lord and later on who would have thought that my husband of 12 years would be because God did it it wasn't nothing that I did but it was because of what God did he made it so my marriage was not perfect but it was perfect for me and I was not the perfect wife but I had always vowed to love my husband no matter what and did I See divorce on the horizon? <laughs> Absolutely not. No. I knew I wanted things to change between us because we had our ups and downs. And so I knew I wanted things to change. But I did not have no idea that, you know, what was about to change was either going to make or break us. And what the changes that happened definitely broke us. So this breakdown in our marriage relationship 
caused miscommunication. It caused hurt, emotional um, hurt, uh, ultimately separation. And lastly, I had to make a tough decision. And I try really to pray about everything before I do anything, especially when it came down to uh, making tough decisions as far as a separation and divorce. Oh, I didn't want to get a divorce. I didn't. But something happened that caused me to make that decision. And I knew it, I knew that I would be okay if my ex would just have walked away and wanted to come back later. I would be okay with that. But it was something more. What I knew I wouldn't be okay with is that if something happened and he got somebody pregnant and I... Uh, wouldn't have been able to handle that. Wouldn't have been able to handle if that was to happen and then he tried to come back to me later on. All right, that was like something for me that broke the camel's back, basically, if that was to happen. And ultimately, you know, the inevitable happened. And just like uh, Joseph and Leah, God loves me. And this was all part of God's plan at the end of the day. And it's not something that I came to realization for right away. All right, so after the pain, hurt, and struggle, debt, all types of craziness happened um, after the divorce, you know, I realized that this still was God's plan. I would not be on this podcast right now, on this podcast show. I would not have written the book, Turning Tragedy into Success. I would not have been able to do none of these things that I'm doing now, but it was because of my circumstances. So I wanted you to know that, you know, our circumstances could definitely lead us to our destiny. So I want to ask you, what are you dealing with? What are you battling today that is leading you to your destiny? And now that you heard this podcast, that you can write this down and say, you know what? I am battling this. I am battling that. And you know what? I got to realize this may be God's plan, though. God's plan for me to be at my greatest. Because, see, me, I'm about to be at my greatest and all the things that I have aspired to do because of my circumstances, I believe that I am going to be at my greatest. And I believe that you're going to be at your greatest as well. So I want to leave you with this scripture in closing. Romans eight twenty eight, And we know that all things work together for the good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. All things. It didn't say all good things. It didn't say all bad things. It said all things work for the good to those who love God and are called to His called according to His purpose. And that's in the New King James Version. So I just want to leave you with that. Um, now I'm going to change up the podcast and I'm going to make announcements towards the end. So I only got one announcement. And that announcement is, look... I want you to join the 500 campaign, become a sponsor by purchasing the book, Turning Tragedy to Success, to help um, to help someone else who may be going through emotional hurt get out of their emotional hurt. Um, when you become a sponsor, the money goes towards the Meet the Author events where I tell my story and bring on other women that also have a story of how they turned their tragedy into success as well. So you can email me at dasedupodcast at gmail.com and you can message me on Facebook 
is www.facebook.com slash D-A-S-E-D-U-7. And also, you can follow me on Instagram, D-A-S-E-D-U-7. All right, that's Instagram at D-A-S-E-D-U-7. I want you to follow me, and I want you to be a part of this experience because it's a great experience. All right, I love y'all, and thank you for joining me for Table Talk Tuesday. I'll talk to you next time.